0: Hi Katie.
1: Hi babe. It's so
0: great to see you. How are you?
1: I'm good thank you. How are you doing? I am great. <laughs> so good to see you. As well. Um, yeah so obviously like things have just been going wrong or not wrong but just not perfect. This is life. <laughs> Isn't it just?
0: No, that's, that's how and it I know works. know this
1: is Yeah, and I mean, this is something, this is one of the questions I really wanted to talk to you about first. Like, you have told me in the past that you, perfectionism is a thing for you. And what I've noticed with clients is that perfectionism is something that can get in the way of being Mm. consistent. Mm. Because, say, something like this happens, it's Mm. just happened, like I've got an amazing guest lined up and they can't get on. Uh, that could send some of us off into kind of anxiety and, and then not want to do it again or try it again because it's it's gone wrong. How have you dealt with that, with being on social media? Okay, I
0: want to start by preempting this with something that Robert yeah. Holden says over and over again. There are no happy perfectionists. If we realize that if we depend on our perfectionists for our sense of self-worth, for our sense of yeah. self-love, and for our desire to serve our purpose in the world then we've lost the game before we've even started playing because yeah because we're not supposed to be perfect we're not supposed to be those untouchable machines that don't break or don't make mistakes it's all about a learning curve in the same way that Diana was talking about the Ascension process and how we're in the process and a journey of Ascension. We're in the same process and journey of getting used to the social media, of adapting to the new technology that we're being given, the new tools we're being given to serve our purpose and to create change in the world. So what happens when we fall off our Ascension path, when we fall off our spiritual path? We just forgive ourselves. We prevent ourselves from feeling guilty by realizing that we're humans and then we get back into the game because it's not really about us. It's not really about our purpose and us fulfilling our purpose. It's really about the people that we're here to serve. So when we take ourselves, our ego out of the picture and realize that we're simply tools that Source is using to teach a message of love, then perfectionism just flushes away. And then we do the work. Does it make yeah. sense?
1: Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. I mean, I'm really lucky. Like I don't struggle with it. Like I'm really cool for whatever to be to be yeah. just to to flow with it. Yeah. I saw Jan just said you, know, I'm really calm. And I don't know that I used to be so much, but I think I think that very thing that you were saying, George, that Everything is so new all the time now. None of us are perfect at it. And none of us are perfect end of standard. And I think that's one of the things that social media, you know, when we think about the kind of highlight reel aspects and, you know, the perfect bodies and the perfect Mm. photograph, I really feel like that's slipping away. Oh, that, That That sort of shiny persona. And it's even like, so I'd put on like a, like a, uh, like a bit of a spangly top and then I was just like no that's not really me being me actually I need to go put my team unicorn jumper on and just be myself because even just putting that on made me feel less like myself yeah almost I mean you you know you are you are like the king of Instagram stories <laughs>
0: Thank
1: <to> you. <laughs> <laughs> I am like always like <gasps> like I, just in a good way like how yeah. much content you manage to yeah. produce like how talk talk to us okay. a bit about your process.
0: I wanna give people like a, a balance of practical tools as well as an emotional baseline to approach social media, especially when it comes to perfectionism. And let us know in the comments, are you perfectionistic when it comes to social media? For me, the way it manifests is, A, do I have to publish in all platforms? And B, I want to have the perfect content, both visually and contextually. So let's just talk about a few processes, both spiritual and practical, that people can use to manage perfectionism and create content from the heart. As you're saying, uh, have a strategy of love. Okay. Now, with regards to publishing in all platforms, if you're starting out, Just get over it. You you, you can't do it all. As you say in the book, just choose what makes you feel more authentic. Just choose what's more fun, what makes you more happy and more loving and focus on that outlet. For me, for example, it's social media. I don't bother with Facebook Mm -hmm. that much. I don't bother with Twitter. at all. I haven't logged in in years. (laughs) I just learn to manage those aspects and focus all my creative energy on what I love, which is Instagram. It gives me life. I and mean, it makes me happy. Yeah. It's part of my spiritual practice in a sense. Okay. Yeah.
1: Cool. So, Love that. so
0: that's, that's one perfectionistic thing out of the way. <laughs> now let's, let's talk <laughs> more about content because that's where I feel more people are having a lot of struggle with, because as you said, yeah. we see people producing so much content and we don't know how we do it and it makes us feel bad about ourselves. And we start yep. comparing ourselves and feeling guilty and feeling not good enough. And we have all those limiting thoughts going on. Who are you to teach that when you can't do this and when you can't do that? Okay, let's yep. just get to the bottom of this. So, hmm. with regards to creating content, there has to be a balance between creating good content, valuable content that your audience will enjoy, and respecting your own sensitivities it's very important to remember that we are light workers we're spiritual people we're not the traditional hustlers that focus on their ego 24 7 and live through that kind of physical energy we have spiritual energy we have dragons and unicorns and angels by our side we are connected we are empaths we are very sensitive highly sensitive people so it's very important to take care of our sensitivity and not abuse it. So there has to be a balance between the two. Now, for me, that balance has to do with bringing in masculine energy and feminine energy. So research, planning, creation is masculine, which is needed. And then releasing, getting into the good feeling place and trusting our intuitions. That's the feminine uh, part of it. So let's talk about some masculine practices first. So <laughs> you see, I'm, like, I'm like so organized, even the way I talk like masculine know, feminine. <laughs> so, with regards to masculine way of approaching content creation, there has to be some research that goes into it. For example, let's say you've decided that Instagram is what you want to focus on. Do your research and find out what people like on Instagram, what your audience likes on Instagram, how Instagram works. What kind of things work on Instagram? For example, people go to YouTube to to watch long videos and learn something. People go to Facebook um, to just waste some time and just relax and unwind. People go to Instagram for different ways. I feel it's very important to know our platform and to do some research, but at the same time, not overwhelming ourselves. When it stops feeling fun, when it stops feeling loving, that's where we stop. Yeah, and do you
1: do you are you good at that? You, do you have those boundaries yourself?
0: With regards to like controlling myself,
1: yeah, yes. Around, around your when I feel
0: when I feel that I've just taken it too far and I'm spending hours and hours and hours feeling frustrated about something not working, I just take a break and I take my unicorn for a walk in the park. Yeah, <laughs> and all is good. Okay, so the second masculine <laughs> tool. And that yeah. also, it, it combines masculinity with femininity energies is planning our content in advance so that we don't feel overwhelmed. For example, yes. what I do personally every Sunday is my content creation time. That's where I For plan sure. my three posts because that's what I decided I can handle. I can post yeah. daily. That's my consistency. And, yeah. and about consistency, I like what you said, you are the consistent part to, a, to, to, to it all so that's always something important to remember in the sense that there there may come a time that i don't feel good about this consistency and i just want to quit for a week that's totally fine because again it is the balance of respecting our sensitivity yeah so and if
1: we're consistent over time Taking a week or two off, perfectly fine. Actually, will bring more energy to it when you come back because your exactly. energy will be restored. Exactly. And also, your audience tend to have, in your, you know, your community have missed you. Exactly. And so you come back, and actually engagement goes up, not not the other way around. Yes,
0: and that was exactly my my tip for the feminine aspect of content planning, which is don't force creativity i've been the kind of person that just forced myself to be inspired and create the the perfect pose or the perfect content and i would just light candles and incense and call upon angels and be like i'm gonna be creative right now and i'm like it doesn't (laughs) work this way george just quit it (laughs) just stop it (laughs) so it is very important (laughs) to be mindful of our own mm. ego sabotaging our creativity or forcing our creativity yeah. you can't force spirituality and you can't force creativity so it is very yeah. important to be mindful of that and yeah if we don't feel creative just take a break go out have, have a dance like sing do something else until yeah. the creativity comes through but when it comes through don't ignore it when it comes no, through respect it because yeah. we're not here to just Um, nurture our light we're here to work our light so connecting being creative receiving intuition and then when inspiration comes to act then act on it don't just feel it and just feel the vibe express the vibe in physical words, in physical words and in physical actions otherwise we can't see it
1: And you know what you were saying, like if you've done your research, if you've already done some planning around the content that you want to be making and you have ideas and titles, When that inspiration lands, like I would be like, oh, I don't feel like making videos. Don't feel, don't just make them because you feel like it. And suddenly I'll like wake up one day, I'll be like, I want to make videos.
0: So, so when that (laughs) heat comes, I'll
1: grab my little list, yeah, and I'll go off and I'll make it really playful and I'll maybe make a a bunch of videos that day that then I've got for my platform. Exactly. That's
0: the perfect balance between the two. Like when the inspiration hits, do 10 videos and then have them for the next six months or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some people are good at planning their creativity and, and, and orchestrating it. That's also good. It's just a yes. matter of finding our own flow. Yes,
1: 100%. And connecting Lovely. to it and not
0: not yeah. letting other pe- what other people are doing control the way that we flow. This is something that you told me, uh, Katie, we've been having chats over the years about, these set formulas for strategy and launching courses and webinars and the three video part series and all that and you are the one who always told me just go with the flow go what feels right with you and when you do that people will vibe with it and it couldn't be more right because we all have different flows and I think Yasmin will talk about that about how we all vibe with uh, with the universe in different ways and we're controlled by the stars in different ways Um, so different vibrations match with different things and different strategies. So it's just a matter of finding the strategy that works for us and working it.
1: Mm, Most definitely.
0: Thank you. Yeah. You're
1: getting loads of lovely comments. Yes. I'm just seeing
0: them right now. I'm loving them. Have
1: a look now. Yeah. If anyone's got any questions, that's what I forgot to do with Diana's questions, (laughs) oops. If anyone's got any questions for George,
0: just let us know, and I'm happy you to do answer. do let
1: us know, yeah.
0: And another thing is putting a time limit on, on content creation. I've been a person who spent three hours on a picture to make it look <sighs> good. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> Guilty as charged. To be
1: fair, I think I've probably done that. Yeah. Half.
0: And yeah. so when do we stop? For me, yeah. I don't know about you, but for me, when it stops... I stopped judging a picture on how look it looks good. Uh, how, 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 sorry, how good it looks. And I started yeah. judging it about how good it feels.
1: feels. Yeah.
0: So if it feels good, it is good because other people will yes. feel the vibration that you put into it. At the same time, yes. if you go and write something from a place of disempowerment and sadness and depression, people will feel that, especially people in our communities who are spiritual. Yes. Yes. When we write from a place of, of expansion of ascension of connectedness, people will feel that too. And that will reflect on engagement.
1: And I I think that's what's happened a lot with the kind of advertising and marketing stuff. People were writing with the intention of being authentic or being vulnerable in order to sell rather than in order to connect. And again, they're missing the point that we can feel that in those posts. Mm. And so then it's actually affecting trust over time rather than actually building real connection with people that then might want to buy your
0: exactly or sort of it, it's like taking the social out of social media in a sense because yeah. it, it is about being social and connecting with people that's what social yeah. media is supposed to do but when you're trying to manipulate people with with different techniques then you've lost the game
1: how do you find managing things like comments and direct messages and stuff you must get quite a lot yes. Of- people commenting how do you find that because i personally like you know i we want the comments yes yeah. and we want people to write stuff and then we get loads and it's like oh right okay now i actually really do want to reply and like yeah. i genuinely want to reply and connect but it takes quite a bit it, of energy it takes
0: time and when you do it all the yeah. time you're just overwhelmed because you're constantly on your phone and you aren't present with the real people in your life and you're present on an inanimate object basically yep. so the way i found around that again it's, it's just a matter of tuning within and asking yourself what does what do i want to feel present and for me what it is is uh, giving myself um scheduling time to do this twice a day cool because obviously engagement is important and we want to connect with people but at the same time we'll have to connect with our friends with real people and our guides <laughs> Yeah. So by arranging 15 minutes twice a day, in the morning, in the afternoon, for example, or in the afternoon and at night, to go through all your DMs and all your comments, for yeah. me, that's a manageable way to do it.
1: I'm I'm with you on that. So I did a competition actually on our, the on that Yasmin put out on Friday to mailing list and, and loads of people that left comments on the post but I was really not in the space over the weekend of wanting to Engage. to reply to them. But I was like, on Monday, I'll have half an hour and I'll reply to them then. And people don't mind if you don't do it no. immediately. And yeah. again, this is part of the the, rule, the unwritten rules that we've made up about social media, that if we don't reply instantly- People will forget us. Person's not, yeah, they'll forget us. I mean, it's crazy, isn't it?
0: If they what do forget we, us, they, they weren't supposed to be in our tribe anyway
1: exactly <laughs> but we we think this is actually a really good point just leading around this is that this is the thing about frequency of posts there was a lot of like uh, advice maybe three or four years ago and, and it was something that i used to do with clients as well where we were posting like four times a day oh god can you, can you remember it just remember gives me a headache days? just thinking about
0: this <laughs> <laughs> planning and everything just- in advance and all that
1: yeah, but I, I what I started to realize is like if my friends were knocking on my door every day Four wanting to see, yeah, I'd be like, guys, like I love you, but back off. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the same, this thinking we've got to show up all the time, all the time to to be remembered. When actually when we post from the heart, when we create from the heart and we're creating something of value or in service, like we were talking about with Diana. Yeah one post somebody may never forget you
0: yes ab- you know? absolutely and also asking our audience what they want and how frequently they want to hear from us i found that a very powerful thing to do especially on instagram right now with the questions with the pause that whenever i'm like thinking oh should i post three times a week or should i do a webinar on a sunday or on a thursday i simply ask people because at the end of the game uh, at the end of the day yeah. it's just people you are we're dealing with not machines (laughs) and yeah and i feel because every single industry is different so all these frequency rules that people just advertise they belong to different industries like we have micro communities and micro industries and let's be honest our spiritual community is the niche within a niche yeah so our people don't work in the same way that most people work So I feel that getting to know our community uh, in that respect as well is a very powerful way of getting to know our audience and also making these important marketing decisions and rather than depending on books and online research, we can depend on the people we're here to serve.
1: Yes, and, and that is I think yeah, and that's a beautiful point. And it's something that I've been realising in myself in terms of the conditioning that yeah. I still carry. Like even like last week I had my book blessing. Yes. And I put it at seven o'clock in the evening yeah. out of just instinct. Yeah everyone had traveled down to Glastonbury in the day I, I could have done it at 4 o'clock in the afternoon yeah. but, but rather than at 7 o'clock in the evening but it was just that conditioning, you wait for everyone to finish work, but actually my community a lot of people are self-employed are running businesses or they're freelance and they're working from home or they you know, so there isn't that same kind of rule no, structure and yeah. so it's like, yeah, it's like getting to know who your community are to know what, yeah, the times for them yeah. work rather than thinking about this mass culture yeah
0: that, that was a game changer for me because i do a lot of webinars so all my webinar training tells me do a webinar on thursday or wednesday and by all means avoid sundays because people want to relax blah 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 blah. i'm like okay yeah. let, let me just check with people and see what they want what do you want wednesday thursday or sunday guess what they went for uh, katie sunday sunday and i'm like for yeah. god's sake <laughs> Yeah. And I have the yeah. highest engagement in my webinars and in my lives and in my weekly Tarot forecast on a Sunday because our communities are just home at Sunday and they want to listen to something inspirational. They want to connect with their guides. That's what Sundays are for, for spiritual people, for mainstream people. Of course, they just want to go out and drink. But... Yeah, <laughs> just, I'm, not, I'm not judging drinking why, by the way because i drink it? as well it's not just bad, bad, bad. i'm just ge- over generalizing and stereotypizing <laughs> <laughs> people but you get my point
1: i, I love my no, drinks it's <laughs> <true>. yeah <laughs> it's true though it is yeah. yeah thank you And so george i think we've got some questions yes let's go for it let's have a look on here just have a quick my vir- Karen saying my virtual space is also my personal space. Oh, yeah, that's really love true. It. Yeah. And then we've got a story. F- oh, we've got a question from my friend Hugh. Mm-hmm. He is asking, what type of content do you post most often on Instagram, George? Video written or images?
0: Okay. We gotta think of Instagram as a city with neighborhoods. And each neighborhood mm. has a different <laughs> way around it. So we have the Instagram stories we have the Instagram posts, the feed, we have the highlight section and we have IGTV as of right now, as well as we have the live broadcast as well. It's, first of all, you got to find out which of those neighborhoods you enjoy hanging out most. Okay. Yeah. The the social
1: media metropolis. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Exactly.
0: (laughs) For example, I enjoy stories and I enjoy um, posts as well, but I enjoy most stories and I like the live broadcast yeah, that- neighborhood as well. So I focus yeah. my energy on on that, and because I feel happy doing that, it shows. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't care too much about posts as I do about stories. So I do only do like three posts every single week, and that's enough for me to get all that I want out there. But yeah. stories, because I just love being on camera and just sharing in this casual, uh, unplanned and un. Um unpractised way, I share every single day more, and again, people can feel that, so it's not a matter of what are the best ways and the best kind of posts to post on Instagram. It's finding a way which neighborhood do you want to hang out in yeah. <laughs> every single day cool. and doing more of it.
1: Love it, thank you. I think that's it in terms of
0: of questions.
1: questions. Everyone says you're talking sense. Love it.
0: Yeah, there is a. a Janet says, our Insta stories best than posts? Ah. Okay, now this is something I realized. I did um, a poll within my audience. Do you um, watch stories, posts, or both? Now, most people in my audience they prefer stories. So it looks like stories are becoming more and more popular because it's easier to go through them, and people like the unfiltered behind the scene vibe of them. Okay, this and you
1: can be really creative with them and too. Can like be very way creative more than a a post because you've got gifts. You can
0: exactly. Add-
1: stickers and stuff i like
0: it and people can connect to you mostly what i like to do because of that is i like to direct people from my stories to my posts three times a week when i do sort of let's say for example i post something for me that the post thing yeah it's more of a um it's more a bit of a business card so people go to my profile they scroll through and they get a sense of my message and my vibe And then they go into my stories and they learn from me via there. But if I post something that I know it's very valuable for people, I'll do a story and in in, in a smart way, lead them to go read the post and engage with it because that's also important for them. Again, if you care for your audience, you're going to find a way to direct them to the content that will help them best.
1: And I think that's a really good way of viewing it. Like George was just saying, like thinking of your Instagram feed, almost like a mini website. So that when someone lands on there, there's enough strategic content that gives people a feel for who you are and what you do. um, And they can just go through and get to know you as they discover you there on the feed. But then they can go into stories and they can actually start to build more of a real-time relationship with you through stories uh, and I think it's the same with kind of TV I saw Big C T V now being like that's the place where again people can land and they can start to get to know you better through through strategic content and having like um, having a, a framework for that. So I'm going to start to do longer form nudges yes. on there often the one minute ones in my feed and I'll leave people from stories and feed then into IGTV for those.
0: And with with IGTV, we don't know yet how the algorithm works. However, I've just noticed recently that people came to my profile and commented on one of my posts saying, Oh, I found you via IGTV. And then I came onto your profile. So apparently that plays a role as well, but we don't know Mm. much about it. Well the
1: thing is what they always do when they've got a new feature yeah. They will want people to be using it. So they kind of, I always say, yeah, the gates to the algorithm.
0: Are <laughs> they <open>. move. <laughs> <laughs> they move there.
1: <laughs> because they want people to adopt the new text. So exactly. That's why live has, has performed so, so well, well. Because you know, they put a lot of time and energy into making live what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Cool. Okay. Well, thank you, George. That's been so great thank
0: you so much and thank you so much for writing the book katie because i feel it's creating a whole new paradigm with how we do marketing and everybody should go out there and get the book i love it
1: thank you you are a total star and i'm sure we'll do more things together soon i'd love to (laughs) brilliant thank you lots of love bye everyone lots of love bye